Okay, now we are recording. So let me pull up my notes. Right. Ready? Mm -hmm. Welcome to Pivot. A friend's broadcast. With Whitney and Brianna. Uh, that wasn't right. Should I tell Whitney? You know what? You said broadcast. It's oh, podcast. <laughs> See, I didn't have my notes up. Me either. <laughs> I was like, that didn't sound right. Okay, ready? Let's try it again. You go, wait a minute. I saw you like really pause like, uh. <laughs> I was like, do podcast. I go? Okay, podcast, 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 bro- not broadcast. Yeah. Podcast, friend's podcast, podcast. podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Ready? Hey guys, and welcome to Pivot, a friend's podcast with Whitney and Brianna. All right, well, let's get started. So here we are, the very first episode of Pivot, a friend's podcast with Whitney and Brianna, and we are covering episode one of Friends. So our goal here is to relive the whole entire series one episode at a time. Now, here is what I've noticed. Other podcasts about Friends sucks. Why? Because God bless them. They don't know what they're talking about. I have heard podcasts where they have people who weren't even born talking about the show and they think it's cute because you've got one person that's a fan and one person that's never seen it or you have fans of the show but they don't really know the show. They don't know. And you and I know the show, but they don't know we know that we know the show. So, I was wondering when you were going to work that in. <laughs> I just did it like just now. <laughs> so here we are. You and I watched Friends when it first aired. 1994. Yes, of course. And we watched it throughout high school. So it was awesome. We were teenagers. Mm-hmm. And do you remember how we used to watch the show? Well, yeah. I mean, we didn't, I didn't have DVR. So no. it's like we would watch it until commercial. And then we would call each other at commercial. And discuss and like what happened. Rehash funny scenes. And then when the show came back on, we had to hang up real quick and then get back to the TV. You'll be like, oh, it's starting, it's starting, it's starting. Exactly. That's exactly how it happened. Yeah. And our senior year, we even went over to each other's houses. It was like, come over to my house Thursday night, seven for friends. And sometimes I would drive over to yours. Which I, yeah, lived out in the sage, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, it was was a a bit of a track. And that bridge, is that the bridge that appeared in the movie Twister? That bridge you had to go across at all. No, that wasn't the same one. one. Way. No, no that wasn't we the same all one. Going through that one, it was like wonky. It wasn't even smooth. It was like, <laughs> oh dear God. It was a scary one lane bridge. That was it awful. Was. <laughs> but we made it. So yeah, so Whitney and I would always watch Friends and we would 
watch it together or if we weren't watching it in the same house, we would call each other on commercial breaks. And commercial breaks were not that long back in the day compared to now. Now the shows are like super, super short because they have to make time for like freaking 10 minutes of stupid commercials. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we have taken some notes and, but they're fun notes, not, not boring ass notes. So don't think that, don't get discouraged. So how we're going to open every show is that we are going to have some trivia questions. And I've got some questions um, to start off this episode. And if you have questions, you can mail them in. To pivot podcast at yahoo.com. That's pivot as in pivot, pivot, pivot. But the email address is only one pivot. So it's pivot podcast at yahoo.com. Once again, pivot podcast at yahoo.com. No spaces. No spaces. Pivot podcast at yahoo.com. Tell us what episode your question is about, and we will do our best to answer it here. But let's start off with trivia questions since this is the first one. And let's see if you know them. You can answer, Whitney. You're going to know the answer. Let, don't answer. We'll let the answers reveal themselves as we okay. go through the episode. Okay. So, question. Number one, remember Ross when he was asking the questions? All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite episodes, but that's uh, like I'm going to say we'll, we'll totally get to that episode, but yes. Yeah, yeah, that's way later. So I'm already excited. Okay, mm -hmm. question one. In the very first episode, Rachel rushed into Central Perk wearing what? Whitney, you already know. You can't answer. So just wait. Yes. The next question, name Ross's ex-wife's, oh no, the ex-wife. Yeah, okay, so this is Ross, Ross's ex-wife. What is her name? Okay. And I messed that question up. <laughs> All right. Redo, rewind, name. I'm just going to read it the way it's written. I'm just like, who, what? So if you understand it, awesome. If you don't, you're not alone. <laughs> okay. Name Ross's ex-wife's life partner. Okay, I so understand Ross's, the question. So it's Ross's ex-wife. Mm -hmm. Who is her life partner yes. on the show? Because at this point in time on the show, it's her life partner. There's more stuff later, but that's for later episodes. Yes. So third question. Again, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, again, we'll get to that. So third question. Why did Ross and his wife get divorced? Okay. Whitney, you know that too. So I'm glad you're not saying anything. I know it's hard. So those are your questions. And let's, let's move on. Do you want to start, Whitney? I've already um, Okay. <clears throat> I just watched the episode earlier today and had some thoughts. Um, 
mainly my thought as for as far just as a whole as far as like a pilot episode goes I think it does a really nice job of like establishing the characters the opening scene of them just sitting around Central Park if you continue to watch the show that's what they do a lot that's you know they hang out at the coffee house and they discuss just anything and everything so basically the opening scene is them hanging out and you can already tell like the character the actors really have like good chemistry they kind of already like get along well i mean it draws you in a little bit yeah i don't know that's just i think they did a good job too um everything you said um i don't want to get ahead of myself on why I think part of that was good. But um, what I have is how they, they set up, you know, it's the, it's a setup for Monica. Uh, her dating history is like the first thing that the show opens with. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I was thinking that too. It's like, you kind of get a sense that, I mean, obviously she's single mm-hmm. and she doesn't have the best luck dating. Mm-hmm. That's because she makes poor choices. Well, yeah. <laughs> but hey, we've all been there. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote down what I noticed with the episode. It doesn't have a cold open. Episode number one doesn't have a cold open. Oh, so you're right. It doesn't. It goes right into the episode. Yeah, it goes. Um, no, it goes right into the theme song. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I meant. Like after that, yeah. then like right into and the And then yeah, it goes into the episode. So mm-hmm. for those who aren't familiar, cold open is where you get those first couple of minutes. And it's usually unrelated to the theme of the, of that. The actual episode. episode the actual yeah. episode. It's just something funny. It's something to get your attention, something to draw you in. And then they go to the theme song and then they start the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this first episode doesn't have that. It's just starts with the theme song and then it goes, like Whitney said, into the coffee shop and they're talking about Monica's dating life. And the, uh, the opening line is, dang it, where are my notes? I'm staring <laughs> at them, but I don't see it. Um, but it is it is talking about Monica know, has the very life. first line of the of the series. Do you remember exactly what she says? Um, you know what? I didn't actually write that down. I should have. I really thought I wrote it down. But hey, there's another. If anyone knows, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Tell us, tell us, tell us now. Mm-hmm. But. I thought, I really thought it was Monica. Dude, maybe it's Chandler. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I did write it down. Hello. I just didn't put it in quotes. So Uh, I was looking for a quote. The very first thing that is said is Monica when she says, there's nothing to tell. It's just some guy I work with. And then a waitress comes over and gets in between everybody and pours coffee. And if you notice, that waitress, she um she'll be behind the bar later mm-hmm. the the barista but mm-hmm. she appears in future episodes as somebody totally different she do you remember no i don't but that's something to look out for listen to her voice her voice is okay. very distinct she's all like um she doesn't say anything right now 
when she goes and pours the coffee in mm-hmm. while Monica's, you know, talking, saying, oh, there's nothing to tell. It's just some guy mm-hmm. I work with. Um, but later on in the episode, she's like, you want some coffee? And she ends up being the masseuse that works with Phoebe. Oh. You did a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. I'll, so, I'll have to actually, I, I may have to go back and watch that just to. Yeah. So she'll show up later. You know, that's something else that I need to look for whenever I'm watching these episodes is like background characters because they've come in different you know, like Estelle. Oh, Estelle. Estelle was Estelle. in season one, she I believe. Was. No. I think she was in season one, I think. Well, you'll Anyways. have to point her out when we come across to her. Uh, yeah, of course. Her, yeah. She's hilarious. Um, oh, she is. Yeah. Love Estelle. Mm-hmm. So we've established that Monica doesn't have like the oh-so-hot dating history because uh, Joey... Somebody says, uh, you know, well, what's wrong with him? And they're like, something's got to be wrong with him. If you're going out with him, I think that's Joey. I think that's Joey. Yeah. And Chandler's talking about how he has some dream where he's naked and he's got a telephone down there. Yeah. And his mom calls. Uh Uh-huh. And it's his mom and he's all... It's so weird because she never calls me. She never calls me. <laughs> See, and that's whenever I get a sense that, I mean, because it's doing a nice job of like setting these characters up, I think. It's like, okay, Chandler's funny. He's sarcastic. He's very kind of like the ha-ha one. Yeah, by this point, you already know he's the funny one. He's a sarcastic one. Mm-hmm. And then Ross shows up. It's just like a cut to Ross standing behind the couch. And he's all... Hi. Yeah. And Joey says, this guy says hi, and I want to kill myself. (laughs) Have you noticed Ross always says hi like that? For a long time, he does. For a long time, he's just like, hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. No joke. It's like, okay, well, here's the party. Debbie Downer. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh huh. And then, um, so they're all like, you know, Joey's like, dude, this guy says hi. I don't want to kill myself. And Monica lets them know Carol moved her stuff out today. So it's like, who's Carol? So mm-hmm. obviously, we find out it's his ex wife. And Phoebe is trying to cleanse Ross's aura, which he doesn't really appreciate. Phoebe doesn't? No, Ross doesn't. Yeah, Ross doesn't. He's like, He's no, like I don't, I don't want my aura cleansed right now. <laughs> so that establishes Phoebe as more of the hippie, spiritual. New age. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Lulu, no, floofy, floofy. <laughs> <laughs> but she will actually use floofy later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a, the intro to Phoebe. And this is when Joey's like, you know, so you're left wondering, well, why did Carol move out? Well, who's mm-hmm. Carol? Obviously, it's his his woman, but what's the status? Okay, I already blew it and said that that's his wife, ex-wife. But here we find out why they broke up. And wasn't that one of our trivia questions? It is. It is. So, Whitney, please tell us the reason. They broke up. 
Because Carol is a lesbian. Yep, Joey asks, and you never knew she was a lesbian. I love Ross's response, though, when he says, she didn't know. How was I to know? (laughs) (laughs) So, and then Joey here, now we get Joey's going to be the player. um, You know, he's, yeah, the player. Okay. Because he suggests the solution to Ross's problems. Strip club. Yeah. He's got to get back out there. (laughs) Yeah, strip club. And Ross says, he's like, you know, I don't want to be single. I just want to be married again. Oh, and who shall run through the door? Tell us, Winnie. Enter Rachel in a wedding dress, which in my notes, I actually wrote, not a fan of her dress. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she does wear wear some weird headband. Thing. I think that's the thing. I didn't like the headpiece. I don't think I've ever seen anybody wear a headpiece like that because it's like a headband going in front of your forehead. Yeah, it was like very a, strange. Like a like an eighties workout sweatband. Like that's how you would wear with it. lots of tool. And, yes, in the back, it, like poofed. Up. I think yes. it might have been a little too close to the 80s because that big old poof. Crazy. I was going to say, I was like, I mean, 94 wasn't, I guess, that far removed from the 80s, but I would think a little bit far there. enough that, you know, we didn't have the poof, but who knows? Yeah. So it was very different. And I do think it was really smart of the show to have her bust in in a wedding dress because mm-hmm. she looks so out of place at the coffee shop. So at a place at the coffee shop and you're like, yes. what the heck? And you know what? For the longest time, I don't think I ever really knew that was the first episode. Really? Well, because when I started watching the show, I didn't start with episode one. I would just well, keep see, looking I'm, through the channels. I'm just actually trying to remember how I first started watching. All I know is like when I first started watching, it was, you know, I honestly cannot remember if I watched it from the very beginning. I know I now didn't. think about it. I would flip through the channels and that's what you did back then, kids. You would flip <laughs> through the channels. It was called surfing, channel yes. surfing. And I came across it one time and I think I watched it and then I ran across it again some other time. And I was like, oh, I think I've seen this and I watched it again. So I'm not even watching the full episode from beginning to end. I didn't start with episode one. It's not yeah. even the show was coming out. And then next thing I knew, I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen the show before. And then I was like, oh, when does this come out? And then it's like, oh, I'm a giant ass fan. (laughs) (laughs) Friends parties and come over. and It's all over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I just stumbled across it. That's interesting. I know a lot of shows back then. We would do do TV nights with my mom and dad. You know, they they did a lot of, um, you know, like cheers and – well, later Will and Grace and, you know, Frasier that came after Cheers, you know, they they did a lot of those kind of shows and um, Cheers was already out whenever, obviously when Friends came out. And I think it was in part of that lineup at the end of the Cheers run. So they were, but they were still on the air. Yeah. It was towards the end of Cheers, I think is whenever they, you know, joined that lineup. And um, I honestly cannot remember if I actually started watching with episode one, or like pilot episode, uh, I just know at some point I end up watching 
with my mom and dad in the living room. And that was like one of the shows that we watched together. Yeah. And I don't know if it was always on Thursday nights, but I do remember uh, when the show was huge and for the longest time. So it's very possible it came on on Thursday nights mm-hmm. um, from the get go. But Thursday was a big night for primetime TV. Must see TV. Like, yeah. And it was like seven o'clock friends. And I don't even remember what came after that, but I think I would sometimes end up watching it, at least on mm-hmm. Thursdays. I, I don't mm-hmm. remember. Right. TGIF was something else. That was Fridays, so. <laughs> though. That was also. And that was another thing. network, too. <laughs> uh huh. And that's, and that's where you get TGIF from. <laughs> so let's go back. Let's go back to the episode. So okay. Joey's the player, you know, um, Chandler's the funny guy because. Rachel just strolled in with a wedding dress just after Ross said, I don't want to be married again. I just want to be married again. And here comes a bride and Chandler's like, and I just won a million dollars. I have to say classic. Yes. So classic that I find myself still quoting this. That. You use that today. I still use that today. It's not very nice. often, but it is still part of the vernacular. Yeah. So I do love that one by by the by Chandler Chan Chan Man. Uh, yeah, that's a good <laughs> one. That nobody calls him. <laughs> okay, that's a that's to a, a future episode. Once we get there, you'll know what I was just talking about. If you don't already know. <laughs> And uh, so Monica recognizes Rachel, and then this is where you hear the barista talk. This is where I say, pay attention to her voice, because you recognize her later by her voice. And she's like, can I get you some coffee, you know? And so... Monica. uh Uh-huh. Decaf. Yeah, Monica's all like, decaf. So, because Rachel's also wet, right? Was it raining? It looked like it, yes, it had to have been, because remember when Ross came in... Uh, he had like uh, he had an umbrella. An umbrella, yeah. yeah. So I didn't even notice that, but yeah, we've got some wet people there. And then the mm-hmm. scene changes. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. Before we change scenes, uh, Monica introduces Rachel to everybody. So it's established that Monica and Rachel knew each other from high school. She high school, said, high school friends. Yeah. Yeah, we graduated from the same high school. So she introduces everybody. And she says, you remember my brother, Ross? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then the umbrella gets in the way. So yes. they never even shake hands. And then there's a, this right here, in one of the future episodes, they do a flashback to when, like, past histories and all of that. So there's kind of like a little mess up here because, you yeah. You know, I have to always, yeah. I mean, because I always think about that. When you think but about how the could they have episode, known? It's the very first episode. How could and they? And you don't you don't know where you're going with these characters at this point. No, and I must say, friends, and this is probably why I liked it so much and it's so freaking amazing, is that they were really good at remembering the characters' history and would mm-hmm. make that stuff up. Where a lot of shows, you would find mistakes. It's like what they can't be because they had a whole episode about blah 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 and now mm-hmm. this episode is totally like, like it doesn't go yeah. it doesn't match but friends did a great job at everything matching well i think they once they established 
you know, from one point on, it's like they would revert back to their past. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, they but once they, attention. you had to get that established. Yeah, they actually paid attention. They did great mm-hmm. because other shows, they like don't, um, what, what is it? It doesn't, it doesn't mesh. It doesn't, ma- it doesn't match up. No. What so they I, said previously. Sometimes it doesn't. There's a lot of error. Yeah. Uh, in, in other shows, but I mean, yeah, I think, I think you're right about this really one. Um, Friends actually perfect. does a pretty good job of kind of keeping yeah. things a little bit yeah. like cohesive, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Um, congruent. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, like whatever, like, whatever it word applies there. Oh, uh, insert your word. Um, <laughs> they weren't perfect at it, but I say they were pretty darn near perfect because, but this right here is the only mess up and we got to mm-hmm. cut them some slack because it's the first episode. They had no idea where this show was going to go. Um, it's a pilot episode. They didn't even know if it was going to get picked up. Yeah. So the only inconsistency here that you'll think of later is that Rachel doesn't know Chandler. Chandler. Mm -hmm. So, but in the future, you'll see that Rachel has actually met Chandler before. On several occasions. On several occasions. Yeah. But it could also be because, and this might be talk for a future episode once we get there, but Rachel, we're also going to see that she's very self-absorbed and in her own Rachel world, in her own Rachel land. Yes. (laughs) From the beginning. So she probably didn't give a rat's ass about Chandler. Ross's other dorky friend and forgot about him. Yeah, I think, yeah, that could that. very that's well be. I mean, that's the only way well, could- again, that's, that's a conclusion you can draw just based on her character for sure. Yeah, but that's a little inconsistency, but I still think it's all good. So, okay, one thing that I, I had written down uh-huh. um, with when Rachel came in and Monica does inter- inter- uh, like introduces her to everybody, um, I said that you can already tell that Ross likes Rachel. How how can you tell? How nervous he gets whenever she like approaches him. Oh, that's when he screws up the umbrella and it pops. Yes, open. I mean, he seems very kind of fumbly, and it's very much of a a guy that's kind of like you know, ooh, nervous again. Yeah, like. There just seems to be something. And then the way he's like, you know, putting the sugar in her coffee and then stirring it. And I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I did notice when she asked the the waitress coffee girl to bring her sweet, sweet low. low. Yeah. But I didn't notice that Ross was stirring it for her. Yeah. Ross put the sweet low in and stirred the coffee. I, oh. There just seems to be like a bit of attentiveness, I guess. Her. <laughs> yes. He loves her. Speaking the language of love by Sir <laughs> All right. So what is next? Ah, apartment. They are now in the apartment and Rachel is explaining to her dad why she's not going to marry her uh, fiance. So who remembers his name? I know you know Whitney, so you can't answer. Anybody out there? Anybody? One, two, three. It's Barry. She goes on to say that Barry reminds her of Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. So we see Barry in the next episode. So you can judge for yourself if you think he looks like Mr. Potato Head. I wonder if they had to look for an actor that says, okay, who can kind of be a little, a little Mr. Potato Heady? Because Rachel already called him Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> 
Barry shows up in episode two, so you can decide if he looks like Mr. Potato Head or not. I, okay, I was wondering when it was that Barry actually showed up. I couldn't remember off the top of my head. but Yeah, it's next episode. Awesome. So not in this one. And Whitney, you interject any time, okay? Okay. Um, I'm just going to move on to, she's explaining to her dad that, you know, maybe she'll just stay with Monica. She doesn't need his money, so we know that Rachel is supported by her dad. Of course. Spoiled. Mm -hmm. Okay. One thing about that. I love whenever she says that maybe I'll just stay with Monica and the camera goes to Courtney Cox's face. Uh Yeah. When it goes to Monica's face, it's just like the look that she gives, she's like, (laughs) oh, yeah. Cause Monica's living in a big ass apartment all by herself. Well, see, this is something else that I was thinking of because obviously future episodes when they do flashbacks, you're thinking like, how long has she had that apartment to herself? Like maybe she was looking forward to living by herself for a little bit. Oh yeah, because you we do know in the future that she had another roommate. We, should we say who? Well, we'll get to it eventually, but yeah, I mean, it was Phoebe. Yeah. Monica used to live with Phoebe, but we'll learn that later. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we'll uh, learn why Phoebe was sneaking out. <laughs> oh, man. That episode's good. I'm glad that episode is actually, it's fairly early on, I think. Oh, my gosh. There's so many good episodes. But back <laughs> yeah. to this one. Rachel spoiled. Her dad pays for everything. That's probably why she was going to marry Barry. She does talk about how, security. you know, yeah. So it sounds like. You know, this guy's a for sure thing. He's going to make a decent amount of money. He's going to be a dentist, which I don't know how much dentists make, but. I don't either. I mean, I apparently it's enough that she's going to, she's going to have a doctor. Nice lifestyle, I guess, but. Doctor of the gums. <laughs> this, what's it, what was his Ross say? The smallest body part. <laughs> yeah. But that's another future episode <laughs> with Ross and Russ. I love it. Night and okay, so that something that's in this scene when when Rachel's on the phone with her dad, I had this is like I love that you have like Joey Chandler and Phoebe, I believe, like just sitting in the living room watching the TV, and they're watching like this telenovela. Oh yes. Because Chandler's like, I don't know what she's saying, but she should not be wearing those pants. <laughs> and they all start chanting, push her down the stairs, push her down the, <laughs> on, down the stairs. And it just makes me laugh because it's like, I mean, you it, Well, because you that, two women at the top of a flight of stairs. Yes. And they're so, all and then she fall, And then she falls down and they start cheering. But you get this sense already, I mean... Oh, forget about them even just being actors. I mean, they just feel like friends in a living room watching TV and making fun of this telenovela. Yeah, hanging out. They don't understand what, what's being said, but they're no. just having a good time anyway. Yeah. Shooting the breeze. Mm-hmm. Making up their own storyline. Yeah, with that, with the novela. Um, uh, what's her name? Courtney Coggs. She says, uh, that's who plays Monica. She says, now I'm guessing... And I don't remember what exactly Monica says, but she makes up something that's totally, you know, is not right. Right. Think about a plant or gene. No, not genes. But she gave him something. She's upset about the blah, blah, blah. Do you know Mm -hmm. what they actually say? Because they're talking in Spanish. 
Oh, I was going to ask you, did you ever, like, did you translate that? I tried as best I could. Mm -hmm. And I just can't understand everything. So before everybody starts yelling, push her down the stairs, push her down the stairs. When they first, it's like, it's like two seconds and it's um, a woman talking to somebody else. And it almost seems like they're in a hospital setting is my Mm -hmm. guess or something like that. And then one of them, and I, I think I'm going to misquote this, but the best that I could make out is embarazada de Marcelas. Is what the lady says. So embarazada means pregnant. And so, yeah. Somebody's pregnant. So somebody's pregnant. Okay. (laughs) Somebody's pregnant. And, but I keep hearing embarazada by Marcela, which I don't think is right because you can't be pregnant by Marcela because Mm -hmm. Marcela is a woman. Woman. You're right. So it might be like Marcelo's, like, possessive Marcello's something mm-hmm. or he goes on to say something else that I don't quite catch because the friends cast, they start talking and it cuts to Rachel who's on the phone with her dad, mm-hmm. you know, talking about, you know, she's going to live with Monica and she didn't need his money. And then it goes <laughs> back to the guys in the living room. And now we see the two women arguing at the top of the stairs and the TV and the novella. Oh, she should not be wearing those pants. Push down the stairs. She shouldn't be wearing those pants. Well, and if she does, she pushes her down the stairs. So using our Spanish, it pays to learn Spanish. I think that's probably the lady that's pregnant by somebody. And I bet you that goes in. I don't know. We don't see the rest of the novella for the show, but I bet you that puts her pregnancy in jeopardy. Oh, and, you know that's kind of sad. And you know what? Always, every, ever, every, every. Okay, I need to cut myself off from the beer. I can't talk. <laughs> like I'm getting more into the telenovela. <laughs> every time I watch this episode, out of all the years that I've been watching, and this episode comes up, I'm yes. always trying to figure out what novella is this. And okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll give up with the novella. I'm sure I'm boring everybody else that doesn't watch novellas, but I grew up going to Mexico every summer as a kid. And my aunts and grandmother and mom would all watch novellas. And I'm like, what novella is this? Even if I wasn't into it, like I still knew them. And right. Like, I cannot pinpoint it. I cannot pinpoint it. You know who that actress looks like? The one that gets pushed down the stairs, the one with the, that looks good in the jeans, <laughs> according to the guys. Um, you can't, you never see her face. So I don't know if I'm right. She reminds me of Thalia. Do you remember Thalia? Thalia, she tried to make it big in the early 2000s, back when Ricky Martin, my former husband, oh, yeah. started becoming famous in the U.S. She tried okay, to make it I vaguely remember. Tommy Matola, Mariah Carey's ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it, she looks like her, but we never see her face. So it could be, it could be a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm like, is this the novella? Simplemente Maria. Like, there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff. But Talia wasn't in Simplemente Maria. That's another actress whose name I should know, but I can't remember. Back to the main part of the show. <laughs> okay. So. Or do you have something After else? you have like Rachel on the phone, uh-huh. you have 
like all the TV watching, the, uh-huh. you know, push her down uh-huh. the stairs stuff. Uh-huh. It goes back to like, it kind of does this little fade out, fade back in kind of thing, I believe. And like Rachel is sitting on the couch, like breathing in and out into a paper bag. Oh like, yeah. You know, so she's like trying to calm herself down, like make her next steps, make a plan, whatever. But she's freaking out a little bit. Like Joey takes that opportunity, I guess, to try to like, if you need anything, Chandler and I are right across the hall. And he's like, and he's gone a lot. (laughs) And so Monica tells him this is not the time to hit on her. It's like, are you hitting on her? Okay, this obviously, like, yes, he is clearly the ladies' man. He's going to be the player player. He is, yes. This just reiterates what we kind of learned in that first scene. Like, he is, you know, the player, the ladies' man, the, yeah, he is the guy. (laughs) Yeah. And then Monica's date arrives. The guy that they were talking about in the beginning. I love sarcastic Chandler. Yes. Paul, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so Monica was very excited in the very beginning of the show. She told everybody she had a date. They're all like, what's wrong with him? There's got to be something wrong with him if you're going out with him. Mm-hmm. And so she finally reveals it's Paul. His name is Paul. And everybody lets you know they've heard of Paul before because they're like, Paul, the wine guy? The wine guy? You're non-date, yes. which Chandler made a joke about earlier. Your non-date is with Paul, the wine guy? <laughs> so they're all congratulating her. And they're like, yes. Now, I have to say this. And then I want to hear from you, Whitney. Yes. We see what Monica is wearing on the date. Now, in the beginning, the coffee shop, she is wearing like a blazer thing jacket mm-hmm. over what she is currently wearing in this scene. So the only difference is that she's taking this little blazer off. Blazer off. Yes. And to reveal to my horror, <laughs> she has this whole time, she has been wearing these <laughs> potato sack pants. I'm like, what the what? What the what, man? Potato sack pants. Potato sack pants. Held up by suspenders. Suspenders. Okay. I have two thoughts on this, actually. Hey, and I'm not a fashionista, but I can't take it. I have a five-year-old daughter. Okay. You did not get her potato sack pants. She's she's about to turn six in, um, well, next month. Uh, she is a little, she loves to look at clothes. I love it. So I'm going to use this in uh, like two, two little thoughts here about her pants. So my daughter, I was getting some clothes for her online and the little suspender, like wide leg pants thing, high waisted is back. Are they jeans or potato sacks? They're, they're, these are kind of like little flowy pants, but they're the, they're not, they're not potato sacks or jeans. They're a little bit flowy. Oh, thank God. But they have the paper bag waist. Paper bag? Yeah. You know, the paper bag waist. in this episode? Yes. Her potato sack pants. (laughs) 
I wish you were wearing apartment pants. That would be way better. So, and then, but they have little suspenders and they look so cute on her. I love it. But, but they are not potato sack. Like they, Monica's wearing brownish. I can see. No, I totally agree with that. No, hers are like navy blue and white striped. And Monica's in her. And they're cute. But again, this is a thing that we have to kind of remember looking back. This is 1994. This yeah, is a pilot episode, and they're not quite sure if they're going to get picked up. They may not have had a whole, like, wardrobe budget. <laughs> well, they were playing a very dangerous game. What did Rachel say in the future? <gasps> well, that's a risky little game. <laughs> okay, if you do not know the show Friends like we do, you have probably not been picking up on all of the references that we have been making and, well, and the I know we, show, basically. And, yeah, and I've and I've already we've pointed out, oh, in future episodes, or remember in the future when she says this, mm-hmm. but there's been several times where we're not even saying or giving you a clue that, hey, this is actually like a future quote. So we hope you can find these gems. What do they call them? <laughs> Easter eggs or something like that? Like yes. Okay, it's so bizarre to me, but okay, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, this is why we're doing this podcast, because we actually know, we know, we know we know <laughs> all the we knows <laughs> back to the hideous pants she okay, is wearing yes. these hideous but potato yes, sack pants on her day. i would have thought that when she said give me a second like change the outfit because basically i mean isn't that what you've been wearing like all day first of all yes i thought the same thing especially with such an important date because obviously because everybody knows guy, about paul the wine guy yes he has been on her radar forever. And somebody asks her, I think it's Ross. He finally asked you out and she's all, yes. So change your pants. this is another example of sarcastic Chandler. Oh, this is a dear diary moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and something else um, about those pants. One, she's, like you said, she's been wearing them all day. Yes. They're absolutely hideous. And like you said, they, um, they're coming back. You know yeah. what else is back? Mom jeans. Oh, yeah. I My love me some high-waist cousins. jeans. No, I don't mean high-waist. Okay. I mean 80s. Your mom wore them. Like, there is even a Saturday Night Live skit. Yes, that skit. Yes, I use that gif a lot. Like from way back when, my teenage mm-hmm. cousins are wearing them. My coworkers, teenagers are wearing them. I don't understand this. No, I don't either. But we, I, I digress. Let's okay. get back to Monica and her hideous potato sack pants held up by suspenders that she's not changing out of. And she answers the door. So they all welcome Paul the wine guy. And yes, sarcastic Chandler again. I didn't get your name. Paul, oh, is it? it? <laughs> So do you want to add anything here or do you want me to keep going? Um, I think at this moment, no. Okay. Is this. Okay. No, keep going. Um, okay. So we already established, you know, ah, Chandler is talking to Ross and he's telling them, he's saying there's tons of women out there. 
and he's comparing them to flavors of ice cream. Um, Chandler and Joey. That sounds more like Joey. Yeah, I was going to say that's Joey. So Joey this must said be. That. Did they? So did they? Oh wait, wait, wait! I do. I do have something to. Apartment. Yes, I do. Okay, I'm going to go back one little smidge here. Okay, at the end of that scene, when Monica goes apparently to like went throw another jacket on, I guess. Um, they're talking about putting furniture together at exactly. Ross's new place. Yes. And that's still, they were still in Monica's apartment. And so, Ross invites Rachel. Is that what you were going to say? Ross invites Rachel. She says, you know, she's going to pass, whatever. Um, they ask Phoebe, this is a classic <laughs> yes. line. Yes. Like they ask Phoebe, hey, <laughs> we're going to go over to Ross's and put together furniture. Do you want to join us? And she's like, Oh, I wish I could, but I don't want to. So brilliant. That's such a classic so line. So brilliant. Like, I love that line. It's like, how many times have I tried to make something up to get out of something? And I should have been like, well, I wish I could, but I just don't, I don't want to. I know. How have I not been using this in real life? I know. Like, if she says it so nicely, like, oh, I wish I could, but I don't want to. I don't like, want to. It would be so it's like, oh, well, you can't really fault her for it. Okay, she doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah, yes, she told you the truth. And yeah. honesty is always the best policy. So, yes, I would recommend using that one because such wisdom, such wisdom in her eyes. Yes, such wisdom. I so love it. wisdom there. And let's move on. Rachel's watching. Joni loves Chachi. I'm not uh. sure if it's that or if it's Happy Days because... Joni Loves Chachi was a spin-off show from Happy Days. Am I right yes, on that? Uh, she's watching Joni Loves Chachi. They get married. They get married, yeah. Yes. So they're getting married, and she points out the, the difference between her and Barry and Joni and Chachi. And she's like, but that's see. That's the difference. Yeah, that's, she actually said it, right? Uh-huh. Tell us, Whitney, what she say? You said, but Joni Loves Chachi. That's the difference. Yep. Now. That was an old ass show. So mm-hmm. I, when Rachel's watching it, she's rock, watching reruns. Time oh yeah, for me over of course. Here. I mean, this is yeah, these are not new episodes. No, this is a, an ex- a very old show. I don't think we were even born yet. So, and no, we zoom over to. I think this is where it goes to the guys. They're putting that furniture together. This is when they start telling Ross. You know, he's like. Oh, did I miss it? Like, Carol, what if there's only one woman for every guy? Now, I want to say Ross. Ross. Come on, Ross. You're a scientist. There's way more women on the planet than men. You've got First best odds. <laughs> Even if you throw out, hey, and then Ross is a guy, throw out all the gay guys. Your odds just went up. Mm-hmm. And even if you tossed out all the lesbians, like his ex-wife, Carol, <laughs> <laughs> there are still more women. So, you know, they're, they're, don't give up hope. You're Ross. good. You're, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're I'm golden, fine. man. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm Future fine. episode. So this is where Joey starts saying, what are you talking about, one woman? And then he starts comparing women to flavors of ice cream, all the kinds of flavors there are. And then Chandler says something that I think is really funny. Do you know what he says? 
No, 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 no. Joe, no, Ross. It's Ross. Ross. Yeah, I know what he says. He said, I, I honestly don't know if I'm hungry or horny. <laughs> yes. And then Chandler, I love it. He goes, stay out of my freezer. <laughs> Again, sarcastic Chandler. Now, I'm going to say, well, maybe we'll save it towards the end. Which character you think you are? We want to save it to the end? We'll forget. I'm going to say mine right now. I feel like I am Chandler. Like when I first started watching the show, I'm like, he says everything I think. (laughs) I want to say it so bad, but I don't. And Chandler says it, especially in that future episode where Monica's like, just do it. And he's like, I'm convinced. (laughs) I'm like, yes, exactly. I'm like, yes, Chandler. That is great. Yes. Okay. I I don't know. I feel, yeah, I, I feel like I have the sarcastic parts of Chandler, but I also feel like I have a bit of Phoebe in me. Oh, well, that's because your parents are hippies. They're the OGs. (laughs) (laughs) You were there. (laughs) Hi, Mr. Mrs. Hinton. (laughs) We We love you, you, Mom and Dad. We love you. (laughs) No, but yes. Yeah, I love it. I love it though. But did you ever think I was sarcastic? Well, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have to tell you, on my first date with my husband, I had to bite my tongue and not make sarcastic comments because I didn't want him to think I was a capital B. I was <gasps> like, he doesn't know me. He's not going to know that I mean this in good fun and I say these things as jokes. Like my intention is to, for all of us to laugh. Yes, a little at your expense, but it's all in good fun. Like I'm, hey, come back at me with another witty comment. Like I love that back and forth. But right. Not everybody knows not everybody that gets about it. me. Yeah. And, yeah. So I had to bite my tongue, and I was like, no, I like him. I want him to like me. Don't say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, he later found out though. (laughs) Yeah. And then one time he like struck me with something super sarcastic. And I was like, oh, what? I was like, oh, you've been hanging around me too much. (laughs) I was surprised you weren't like, where's this been? I love it. (laughs) But this is also why he is a much better human being than I am. Uh, But I have noticed that the Lord has, I think it's the Lord. I am not, I don't have as many sarcastic thoughts as I used to. Because sarcasm is rooted in meanness. Like that's the true definition of sarcasm. It's meant to be mean. And I love everybody. Well, see, as you guys say, I've I've never found you to be a mean person, not in the least. Yeah. See, you got to know I'm joking. But if you didn't know I'm joking, like there are a lot of people. Yeah. But enough about me. Uh, Chandler, I love Chandler yes. for those reasons. Let's move on. Chandler has probably always been one of my favorite characters, actually. Yeah. So we talked about uh, Rachel's watching Joni get married love to Chachi. Chachi. And I've, do you have anything else 
because I, I don't have anything until the next morning where Rachel seems yeah, really I'm kind excited. of ready to move on to the next morning because I, I liked I liked the next morning. Go um, for it. Tell us. Well, they're all like, it's Joey and Chandler um, sitting at Monica's table, like kitchen table. And um, see, this is why I kind of like feel like they all have like this great friendship because like Monica's not even out in the living room. And then here's Chandler and Joey just sitting at the (laughs) kitchen table, just like, hey, Hey, we're we're here. here. Where's our (laughs) breakfast? We came over from across the hall. But then- uh, Rachel is like very impressed with herself that she had made coffee for the very first time. Oh, and yeah. she's like, you know, I can make coffee. I can do anything basically. That's why she's so excited. So she's very upbeat. Whereas the night before she was all like, Oh, all very and kind stuff. of like, eh. yeah. Oh, and remember the night before when the guys are at Ross's, and yeah. always all grab a spoon and you know all these oh things. yeah I that little think. I love that yeah. little kind of like I don't want to say like montage but I mean it's goes from the two scenes kind of yeah like there's Ross and Rachel Ross and Rachel exactly I mean this basically sets up what's going to happen in the future gosh a I mean the rest of the series pretty much yeah because Ross is like yeah right me start dating again he's like, like even you know, if i would ask yeah he's like even if i could summon up the courage mm-hmm. who would i ask and then it cuts to rachel looking all sad and lonely who's staring out the window yes exactly yep but okay so anyways back to the next morning uh here comes Monica out her bedroom door with Paul, the wine guy. Ah, uh, yeah. And since Chandler is there and Joey's there and Rachel's already up making horrible coffee, which yes. the guys poured into the plant after they yes. tasted it. Yes, they we'll totally need to remember did. that because yes. there's a little joke later about how bad the coffee is that Rachel makes. Okay, I'll have to keep that in the head. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Paul, the wine guy. Okay, Paul, the wine guy. Well, uh, on their date, he told Monica that basically um, he got burned so bad by his Mm ex-wife that he could not perform sexually for two years. It's been Mm -hmm. two years. Mm -hmm. And she felt a lot of compassion for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently that transpired into the bedroom. Yes, because... Because they both came out of the bedroom the next morning. Mm-hmm. And she felt all bad because he's like, well, I don't really want to say this. It's kind of more of what we would fifth talk date. about on a fifth date. Yes. I was like, damn, five dates? You easy, Monica. Because <laughs> people can be good liars, as we're going to find out. Yes. In about two seconds. So, anyways... Um, walk through the kitchen, you know, they kind of ignore the people in the kitchen. She says goodbye to Paul and then turns back to them and tells them to put her kitchen table back. (laughs) (laughs) Moved it closer to the door so they could hear what was being said. Oh, and this is where we can see that post. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And 
what is that table like is it it almost looks like it could be like a coffee station or something but I took a picture I sent it to you I'm like what the hell is this I know I I examined it I could not figure it out I could not it's not a diffuser I'm like is that like a um some tiny humidifier I I don't know what this thing looks like it could have been like I don't know like a um a Keurig type thing, but I'm like, they didn't have those in 1994. No. And I like, it looks like a little like either. coffee station, except for there weren't any like cups and sugar. And it wasn't and anything there. to plug into. It's not even. No, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's very odd. I it's have like no idea. Post in the middle of the living room, not in the middle of the living room, but it's going from the living room like to the, the front door, door and there's another post just opposite of it on the other side, mm-hmm. but that's right next to the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And that always stays there. So it's like they said, oh, it's good. they need another one on the other side. Well, there's lots of stuff. Like when you're coming right through the door, like in later yeah. episodes that they're like, oh, this is a little bit in the way. Yeah, that post disappears. So we need to yes. notice of when it disappears. Because they also- I know what episode is it not there anymore? That's a, yeah. that's a good question. We'll have to- figure that out attention they have this little table with like three things on it it's all white we can't figure out what it is plant Mm -hmm. holders I was like oh one's like a dish that's kind of elevated like on three legs and I'm like weird it's like uh are they throwing their keys in there like (laughs) but I don't see any keys I was like I have no idea what's going on there but yeah um do you notice what Monica's wearing the next morning I actually like her dress. Well, we all wore that. Yes. We all had it. Yes. It that was, was like, a, that was a staple in like the early nineties. Yeah. It was like, like a little spaghetti strap maxi dress. Yeah. But you had to like, wear a white t-shirt a white, underneath, mm-hmm. but it's a t-shirt, had to wear white t- like a little shorter sleeves that, yep. you know, and then, yeah, you had, was it, is it called a maxi dress? Cause it had little thin straps yeah because it went to the floor but they weren't super long you know it wasn't you you could wear it without a t-shirt no problem because it's not like it was going to be super revealing it's not like it has this really plunging neckline in the front or the back like you could have worn that by itself but yeah and I think that's what people started doing later on like you know like in the early 2000s is when you know whatever but yeah it was like in the 90s that's what you did you had a a plain white t-shirt and then the spaghetti strap maxi dress or baby doll dress or whatever like over it yes that yeah, was, I mean, I love, I mean, that's, everybody that was that. a staple. That was a staple of the early 90s. So that is true to what was on trend back then. Oh, yeah, totally. Not those hideous potatoes. That was totally. So, yeah. He, oh, okay, I, I also like the, the next day episode, uh, or the next day scene, not episode uh, scene, because, you know, Monica says bye to Paul the wine guy, but then they go back to the the people like Joey Chandler and and Rachel in the kitchen and Rachel's like so you all have jobs oh, yeah. like almost surprised that they work and you know Monica's like well yeah that's how we get money that's how we buy things, how we buy things. and so she's wondering like what they do for work i love that because now we kind of get a sense of like their jobs now like 
mm-hmm. jobs. And that's when we learned that Joey is an actor. Oh yeah. He explains it to her. Yes. And then this is awesome because it comes up way later in one of my favorite episodes, Chandler Bing's job. Whitney say hi. And, um, He's like, well, I better get going to work because if I don't input those numbers. It really doesn't make a difference. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he says. So all we know is that Chandler works with numbers. With numbers. And his yeah. job will come up again later at a very, very important time. One of my favorites. Oh, that's definitely one of my favorites. That's that's the future. Yes, um, that's the future. <laughs> yeah, so... We learn, and then Rachel's like, oh, wish me luck. I'm going to go get one of those job things. And, but before that, she tells, uh, Monica and Rachel are talking about Monica's date, you know, and she's like, oh, yeah, so great. Well, she doesn't talk like that, but <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, so great. You know, remember you and Tony DeMarco? It's like that, but with feelings. With feelings. Once again, Monica, in her terrible, terrible decision-making. Yes. And I'm like, dude, Monica, people are good liars. You don't know. She's like, she's claiming to have this great relationship already. She's like, it's like that, but with feelings. I'm like, dude, that was your first date. So poor Monica. Later, she learns that's not the case. Not the case. Go ahead, Whitney, tell us. Why is that not the case? And I do feel bad for her. She had okay, high hopes. So Monica goes off to her job thingy. Mm-hmm, that job thingy. <laughs> where we, we learn that Monica is a chef. She works in a restaurant. And she's talking to a co-worker. Um, and all she says to her was, uh, is her name Fanny or Franny? I think I it's Franny, right? I really don't even know. Anyways. She says hi to her and asks, how was your weekend? And the coworker immediately looks at her and is like, you had sex. Oh, ouch. <laughs> but that's basically, she, that's like, she just immediately guessed that. Yeah. Yeah. She knew why Monica was so happy. And I did it like, it, didn't even register to me that she was like over the top happy or anything, but she asked the coworker, do you know Paul, the wine guy? And she says, Oh yeah, I know Paul. Yeah. She's like, Oh, she says, do you know Paul? Like I know Paul. And she's like, Oh yeah. Before me, there was no snap in his turtle for two Mm -hmm. years. She's like, I take credit for Paul. Yes. So she found out that it was like a total line. Yeah, because then they cut to the coffee shop because that scene with her and her coworker is super short. Yes, it, that's basically that the interaction. It's <laughs> Her coworker has that sixth sense of why she's so happy. Yeah. And then she's all like, and Monica realizes, oh my gosh, he totally made that up. He told this other girl the same thing. Now I'm going to interject and give you another life lesson, kids. This is why you don't, date your coworkers. Mm-mm. Did no good can come of this. No. No good can come of this. So learn from Monica. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't be like Monica in this in this uh, many life instance. lessons learned from friends. Yes. 
it is so applicable to everyday life. So anyways, Joe, now they're all at the coffee shop again. And Joey's like, of course it was a lie. And he's cracking up about it. He's like, of course, like, why would it not be a lie? Again, this goes back to Monica's horrible dating decisions. Yeah. And I feel bad for her because she is sad. She's like, I just thought he was nice. It's like, hello, duh. No, Monica. No, he's not nice. He's just trying to get in your pants. You got to be stranger danger at all times until you know the truth. (laughs) And it takes more than five days. Yes. Because people can be good liars. And they, anyway, going back. So there's a scene, a scene change. Um, and they're at Monica's oh, apartment again. No, no, no. Before the, like the scene didn't change yet. Doesn't no. Mon- like Rachel comes back in to the, coffee, the coffee house. Shop? No, that's at the end. Oh, you're talking about the boots. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, you're, you're correct. You're I was correct. like, no, I was looking at my notes. I was like, no, wait. Yes. Tell us. She comes back in. Like, Rachel comes in when everyone's there, and they're all like, hey, how was your job search? And she is, like, cracking up, saying, I'm not qualified for anything. But she was super happy because she found boots on sale, 50% off. So then it was like, well, who's paying (laughs) for those boots? Ooh, busted, Rachel. Busted. Yes. So we find out that, of course, she's still using the credit card that her daddy pays for. Mm-hmm. And she does call him daddy. Yes. And she was talking to him earlier in the episode. Daddy, the metaphor, yes. daddy. Yes. Yeah. So then it cuts to Monica's apartment, and they're yes. all cheering her on to cut up the credit cards that she has. That her father pays for, yes. That her father pays for. Now, I must have left this elsewhere but oh no here it is i did like because they show the credit cards on the table and when you see them you don't see them for very long it's a second Mm -hmm. it's like a second and i did a freeze frame they show the the credit cards but they're upside down so you the viewer it's even harder to tell what you're looking at but i did make a note on these fake cards so all of these cards um they say one of them says instacard then another one two of them say certified citibank there's another one that i can't exactly tell you that it says american express but just the font of it and it's got two words really looks like it says American Express and that card is like all gold not green yeah so she must be like gold member right and then the other one says New York Public Library (laughs) so those are the cards on the table and I think they only show it to you for a second because there's no name like it doesn't say Rachel Green Mm-hmm. It doesn't say any of that. It's just got like the fake company name. One of them's the New York Public Library, which I could have sworn they did a joke about cutting one card. And it's like, that's a library card. But I watched this episode over and over and over again. And 
I no, they didn't. The that wasn't that the, the joke. Was Yemen? Yemen. Yes, when Chandler supposedly going to Yemen. What is the library card comes in? Yes, there? yeah, the oh, library card. To pay for he gives. Thing. He he said, "I'm going to give you. I'm going to <laughs> pretend <laughs> to give you." <laughs> a credit card, but it's really a library card. And she goes, I'm sorry, sir. We don't accept library cards. <laughs> yes. That's what it was. That's why I have a library card on the brain. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what? Okay. I have, do, do you have the box set series of friends? Um, I think I do uh, in our closet, but what I've been doing is like, I have on our library on youtube tv mm-hmm. like every episode is basically recorded because like in ep- like in order of season okay uh, because of all the places that it's recorded on like you know uh nick at night or you know tbs uh, yeah now so we're gonna just, come across we're gonna come across some discrepancies oh yeah of course when we were watching it back when they were on netflix right mm-hmm. friends yeah. was on netflix um, we were we were watching it. Hector and I would watch it. Hector is my husband. For those of you joining us, um, we were watching the Netflix version because who wants to get the DVD box set out and put in a DVD into the PlayStation player? Because we don't even have a DVD player in our room, so we would just watch the show on Netflix. Well, we know the show extremely well because one of the ways I knew that my husband was in love with me is because when we started dating, that box set came out and it was $300 and I so wanted one for myself, but I was like, uh, I'm not, I'm not spending $300. I love friends, but I'm not going to buy myself that box set for 300 bucks. So that was several years ago that it came out. Um, so I didn't buy it. But then I started dating my now husband and he bought it for me that December for Christmas. This is how I knew he was in love with me. He bought me that for Christmas. Like I said, back then it was 300 bucks. Might be worth a little bit more now if we um, do some adjustments. (laughs) Maybe not by much, but Hector bought me the Friends box set. And let me see. No. no, actually, I did never get the box set. Like I said, I was doing it on the, on the, now it's on whatever, uh, the library on our YouTube TV. But what I had, like, I used to go into Hastings and get the seasons used for like cheap. So I'd buy like one season at a time and just, I mean, I didn't have cable then. I just had a DVD player. So if I was at home alone, I would pop in a season of Friends. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay. I don't know why this mute button <laughs> popped up. But anyway, yeah, Hector bought me the box set, and that's the original show. So he and I would watch it together. This is how I got him hooked on the show, because mm-hmm. he had never really seen it. So I got him hooked on the show, and so we, we used to watch that, right? Now... Right. Nowadays, we would watch it on Netflix and we would go to quote, like beat the actor to the punch and say the next line. And guess what? They don't say it. Some of the, 
scenes and some of the lines are cut out these days. So if you're watching it on Netflix, you're not getting the whole show as it airs. Well, that probably is the case if you're watching it on TBS or at Nick at Night. Probably, because we have way more commercials now. So they yeah, have to trim the shows also. Things have been... Well, so and then remember some of them on the original episode, some of them were like 40 minutes long rather than 30 because they were doing the supersized. Remember back when they did the super supersized episodes and they were 40 minutes long. Oh, I do know that networks would do that, but um, right. I remember like, oh, it's a supersized friends, but I'm sure they, yeah, I'm sure I saw them. Sure I, I kind of remember some of them off the top of my head. I think like Phoebe's wedding was a supersized but they would do like they would do super sized episodes, yeah. Mm-hmm. My screen, so, I don't see you on my screen anymore, my friend. You don't see me. No, I mean I hear you. That's but, interesting. Oh no. Hi. <laughs> um. Okay. Moving on. That's okay. Oh, is Hector in there? Yeah, but... Yes, I just... I mean, we're still on, but... I just can't see her. Never mind, don't worry, it's fine. I can hear her, she can hear me. That's all that's good. I can see you, too. Well, I texted him, I was like, come help. Because I wanted to be sure that it's recording. Because it's showing me something different now, but... Well, it's a, like it on my screen, it still says recording. Oh, you can see the record? Awesome. Yeah. So we're still good. But I mean, yeah. Hector's here and he's all like, just peeking through. He's like, I don't have a shirt on. <laughs> and pretty much like, you said, want me to go over there? I don't have a shirt on. And I'm thinking, well, that's fine with me. <laughs> anyway, nobody can see us, but everybody can hear us. Yes. So let's move on. Let's move on. Um, I think we're kind of almost done. We're moving along. So Monica finds out she's been played. Yes. She's sad. She's and not then, happy about it, of course. Yeah. And then I think, and I, I have a note here. When they're at Monica's apartment and Rachel's cutting up the credit cards, mm-hmm. Phoebe's hair. Now, I noticed this right away at the opening scene. Mm-hmm. Scene one at the coffee shop. How poofy Phoebe's pigtails are. Yes. This is because children. We did not have flat irons back in the day. No. So her hair is poofy, even though it's in pigtails. It's poofy. It's frizzy. We did not have flat irons. But... No way to... Like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, her ponytails just, like... It looks, like, flat against her head in comparison to the pigtails. Because then they sprawl out. And they just look huge. It, it just, it just distracted me. And I'm like, this is, I was like, well, they couldn't do a whole lot. I'm sure they did whatever they could, but this was before flat irons. And since Phoebe is a little hippie she probably wasn't going to spend an hour blow drying that long hair. Hair. Yeah. Because that was some work because I've got some curl and dude, Oh my gosh, that flat iron has been one of the best inventions ever. Right. If I wanted my hair to be under control and not frizzy, 
I had to blow dry it straight with a brush and it would take so long. Well, now they've gone a step further. I love my blow dryer brush. Blow dryer brush. Yes. I can like blow dry my hair and style it all in one. I love it. Interesting. I've been yeah, going I have, the same thing. I, have the, I have the naturally curly hair. And if I went it straight, That's I would right. have to blow dry my hair straight and then use the flat iron. And now I just do it in one. Yeah. See, it's a process. One 10 minute setting. I love it. Phoebe wasn't going to go through this process. No. No. So I just found that a little, you know, dated because later in future. Oh yeah. She has silky smooth hair. Yeah. You will see, they all will have silky smooth flat iron hair. Yes. Like you'll notice that change. It's like everybody's hair was straight when that flat iron came out. Oh yeah. That's not the case in this episode. Um, They're at Monica's apartment they're watching and this is also when we learn a little bit more about Phoebe. Oh, when they're cutting up the credit cards. Yeah. Do yeah, you before before she before she starts snipping the cards. Yeah, her complicated family history. Yes. <laughs> Phoebe always like, has a this complicated is the first time history. that Phoebe actually talks about her background. So these characters were pretty well established from day one. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you get get to know a little bit about each one of them, and then Phoebe. At that end scene, you like <laughs> you really get to yeah. She she really lets some info go, <laughs> and we'll see some of that info come up in future episodes. Yes. Um. After that, let's cut to one of the last scenes. It's Ross, Rachel, and Monica. In before Monica's this, apartment. real quick. Oh, uh huh. Another classic line. Oh, yes. When, when, when Rachel cuts the credit cards, mm-hmm. Monica gives her a hug and says, welcome to the real world. It sucks. You're going to love it. Yes. <laughs> and that's something that I would actually find myself saying. Right. It's so like, true. So welcome true. to the real world. It sucks, but you're going to love it. it. Yep. Doing things on your own, you know, like. Yeah. It's hard. It can be hard and nerve wracking. And sometimes you really don't know what's going to happen and how are you going to get out of this one or how are you going to pull through? But that's the real world. And what's so good is that you find a way. Fortunately, in this country, pray to God, it's always this way. You can work for what you want. You can exactly. make something out of nothing. You find a way to get what you want. You find a way. And about in a little bit, we're going to find out what Rachel does. Oh, I was going to cut to the very end, to the very end scene. Yes. But before that, oh, no, wait. No, no, no. I'm right. Okay. I'll go ahead and talk about what I was going to say, and then you can close us out Okay. with Rachel's job. So before we find out Rachel's job, what she's going to do for her independence is like I said, Monica Ross and Rachel are watching TV. It's obviously late at night um, because Monica's kind of like falling asleep. All we hear is the, the end of the star spangled banner play. I'm like, is baseball just starting or anything? Uh, she kind of like is like asleep and kind of wakes up. She's like, okay, that's it. I'm going to bed. So yes. it's like those times when you're just, you're so tired, but you're not going to sleep and you're like falling asleep. And then finally, mm-hmm. okay, that's it. I'm going to bed. 
Yeah. That's what she does. Yes. And that just leaves Ross and Rachel. And I cannot stand what happened. It's not that big a deal right now if you're just now watching episode one. Right. But what happens next defines the whole Ross Rachel relationship for future for future generations. I future, future completely season. agree. Well, before this, Monica notices Paul's watch on the floor and she steps on it. She mm-hmm. breaks it on purpose. And which is a throwback to what Paul said he did to his ex-wife. Yeah. On, like broke her watch. When he was smooth talking Monica right. at the restaurant. Exactly. So she exits and here's Russell and Rachel. They both reach for the last cookie that's on the plate. And they're like, oh, you take it. No, you, no, you, no, no, you. We'll split so it. They, okay. They split it. Yeah. They split it. Ross decides to take this opportunity to give us some history and take a shot with Rachel, who was supposed to be getting married that day. And he confesses that in high school, he had a big crush on her. And then he at, and she's like, I knew. Yeah. yeah, she responded, she knew. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just thought you thought I was Monica's geeky older brother. And she's and like, she responds, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. And he's like, oh, okay. So he, he says a few things like, you know, he's very vulnerable. Like you can tell he's pretty much saying, I'm going out on a limb. Please be nice and kind. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> then he asked, and this is strike one in my book. He asked. Don't ask, just freaking do it. Be a man and do it. Anyway. <laughs> he asks, I, I'm quoting this. Uh-huh. Do you think it would be okay if I asked you out sometime? Maybe. Good gosh. So right. wishy-washy, if you, can, if you haven't been able to tell, I have experienced <laughs> this somewhat and I was quite frustrated. So I'm channeling all of that because what I learned is, good gosh, it's so annoying. Freaking step up and be a man and ask her out. Yes. Now, I do understand it is kind of weird. He just saw her for the first time in who knows how many years. She was supposed she to be, was supposed to be married. get married. Yeah. He just got divorced. He his his ex-wife just moved out. Yes. It's a lot of big heavy emotional stuff. So in my head, don't say anything yet or just freaking ask her out. But what I don't well, like see, is that he's so that's, that's the thing that's what I wrote in my notes too as I said, why didn't Ross ask out Rachel? Like why didn't he just do it? Exactly. Like it was one of those things that like he even you know, just kind of put the feelers out there. Yeah. She gave it the okay. I she was said so yes. Surprised. Yes. Can she even looks like she kind of likes that idea? You see her face change. Yeah. She's like, yeah. And then what drives me nuts. And he just said, okay. Ross and Rachel. No, no, no. She goes, yeah. Maybe. And playfully adds, maybe. I'm like, oh, you two. You two. This is going to be them forever. Oh, I know it. Sort of, maybe, 
but it also makes the show because they do do go about it in such a funny way and just like all the stuff that happens in the future but I'm like well then I mean yeah I mean this whole thing I mean I know I'd just be this is the couple from the beginning they were kind of teasing they had to drag it out because you would have to keep the you know people on the line and Keep did you, tuning, tuning in each week to see will they, won't they, will they, won't, won't they? Yeah, but did you know? You might, you might notice. Supposedly, 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 supposedly. Was that Joey or Chandler? It was Chandler. <laughs> no, Joey. that was Joey. Joey, yeah, that was yeah. future. Anyway, yes. Um, they were supposed to have Monica and Joey be the big couple of the show i remember reading that somewhere and now that just seems so absurd i know i'm like that's no there's no they wouldn't have lasted too long especially no. not they are joey is the huge womanizer as he always is right and there's always jokes about that and and that he's always dating multiple women and and, and monica monica wants to be married and have babies like right now right away Yes, and that just is, which is why she's yeah, so desperate. Just, doesn't match up to find a partner. Is why she's so desperate to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, when I was rewatching the episode, I'm like, oh my gosh, this like is Ross and Rachel in a nutshell. They are both, and not that they have to do that today, because we already mentioned all the heavy emotional stuff that was going on today with the. Uh, the wedding being called off, <laughs> the ex-wife moving out, moving out. And, right? And then you come across the girl you were in love with all in high school, <laughs> all on the same day. Like it's a lot. Okay, again. Oh. And so Ross is just putting out the feelers, but I just hate how he asks her. Can I ask you? What do you think it would be okay if I asked you out sometime? Maybe I'm like, oh my gosh, like how wishy-washy could it be? And then well, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe because and then he's like, like oh. okay no and then his response is okay maybe i will i know and then he doesn't and then he doesn't so maybe i will and then he's See, definitely that not word gonna do it today. maybe that keeps popping up and i'm like oh yes and it's in the future because they're like they won't admit to each other when mm. they both like each other Oh yeah. Over and over and over again. Over and over. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe, or. So that has actually been kind of ingrained in their relationship pattern. Yes. And so it's even in episode one. I don't know if that was on purpose. I don't think so. I think Ross is one of those nice guys. Oh, and I cracked the code. Remember when all girls, if you ever find yourself saying like, Oh, he's nice, but he's too nice. We women say that. There is no such thing. My life experience has taught me. There is no such thing as too nice. What we have been calling as too nice is actually a pushover. A guy that you can push over. He's not too nice. He's a freaking wuss. And (laughs) you can push him around. Now, here's the thing. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> it's true. It's no, true. you're right. You're absolutely right. Because here's the thing. Anyone who allows himself to be run over and you don't even have to think about this. 
you don't respect them because you know you can get away with whatever. And then you'll just toy with someone like, let's see how far I can take this. Let's yeah. See and that's our respect. You know? Like Joey says in the future, let's see what else he'll do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know? And so like Ross, he is a nice guy. He is sweet. He's responsible. He's a good dad. Ross is everything that you would want. But when he's insecure uh-huh. and those insecurities come up later. He's insecure oh, yeah, of course. So it's understandable he's insecure right now because his wife just left him for another woman. So I can understand that. But these two will frustrate me in the future. But they, the show goes about it in such a freaking funny way. I just Well, I mean, it's kind of brilliant. The push and pull and everything else in between them. I mean, it's it can be frustrating at times. And you're thinking like, why doesn't this work out? But it's all in the good of the show, I think. It's, it's a fun ride. It's, it it's is a, a fun, fun ride. ride. It's not, I mean, I'm not trying to like dog it. Obviously, it's my favorite show of all time. Well, no, yeah. I mean, no. If you're that invested in it, you're just like, why won't they just get together? Yes. Oh, you know what I just thought of? Remember in the future? Remember in the future? (laughs) Yes. Phoebe. No, no, no. Chandler. Chandler. There's another nice guy who is also a pushover. Yes. Um, Phoebe goes, money and a firm hand. Finally, a Chandler I can get on board with. Yes. See? I remember it well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyways, there's some passion in that one, but life lessons, people. Life lessons. Don't be a pushover. And just ask that person out if you want to ask them out. If you want to ask them out, do it. Do it. Don't ask for permission. Just ask. Don't ask for permission just- to ask. Just ask. There you go. Clarify yes. that. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Last scene. Coffee shop. Everybody's there at the coffee shop. And we see Rachel. Hello, Whitney. Are you there? As a waitress. Yeah. It's a slow pan. It's like the, then she say, can I get anyone some coffee? Something like that. And it's just like a slow, the camera pans up. You see the apron and then you see the coffee pot. And then you see who's holding the coffee pot. And it's Rachel. She's the one that asked. So Rachel did get one of those job thingies. <laughs> She's working. Yay. In the coffee shop. And one of the one of the last lines, I think it's Chandler. He asks, "Are you you know did you make it, or <laughs> are you just serving it?" Because remember, earlier in Monica's apartment, when Rachel was yes. all excited the next morning, she's like, "Gung ho! I'm gonna do this. I'm an independent woman." And she even made coffee for the guys, and they tasted it, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" And they poured it into the plant. And the yes, because it was plant. awful. So now they're asking, did you make it? Did you make it or are you just serving? (laughs) And And she said, oh, just serving. (laughs) And then so everybody's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll have some. And then Chandler goes on to say, okay, kids, like I had another dream. 
Yes. I'm, I'm Liza Minnelli. Oh, see, I think all in all, the the pilot episode did a really nice job of establishing these characters, establishing their relationships, and establishing future relationships. Like, it kind of gave you a well, what if with with Ross and Rachel? Mm -hmm. It gave Monica a roommate. like, I mean, I just, I just think it, I mean, you kind of want to tune in to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. So did you have a funniest moment in this episode? Good question. Tell me your funniest moment. What did you think? Okay. My funniest moment to me, like I will laugh at this every single time. Chandler making fun of Joey's acting career. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, when Rachel's asking him, oh, would I have seen you in anything? When they're all talking about their jobs. Yes, when they're talking about their jobs. And, you know, Monica says something like, well, if you happen to catch the We Once production of Pinocchio. <laughs> and Chandler look, goes, look, Geppetto, I'm a real live boy. <laughs> And he's like, I don't have to. And Joey says, I don't have to take this abuse. Once I was a wooden boy. Once I was yes. a boy. He says, once I was a wooden boy, what's a wooden boy? And now what's <laughs> super funny about that is what Chandler does. It's like, like his dance at like the apartment. Puppet. Yes. And he runs out and he's doing this goofy thing. In With his arms and his legs. And it's just, it's really, really funny. Yeah. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah. Now... I kind of just more took all this episode in. It doesn't have those huge funny moments like future episodes. I do think this was still a really great episode because first episodes, pilots, they're really, really difficult. No, pilot is difficult, but that, I swear, like every time I watch that, Chandler makes me laugh during that. Yeah. So like, did you not have like a specific moment or just... Well, I noticed the part that I like the most uh-huh. um, is when Chandler says, and I just won a million dollars. That's a great one. Yeah. I, to me, I, I really like that. It just, it makes me. Well, it's it's a witty. I still quote it. Yeah. Because I'm like, hell yeah, I'd ask that too. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I was like, yes. Because Ross just said, I just want to be married. Bam, here comes a bride. And Chandler's like, well, shit, let me try this. And I just won a million dollars. And you said that, uh, that you, you still use that? Yeah, every once in a while. So I think that's what stuck with me a lot is, is that. One thing that I, from this episode, this episode didn't have like, I mean, because as much as I've wanted to use the... um. I wish I could, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't bring myself to say that to somebody that I just don't want to help them out or whatever. <laughs> um, so as much as I've wanted to use that line, I think I've maybe used it one or twice. But uh, the one, like, I will usually do the, I helped, like, what Phoebe, whenever she's oh. helping Rachel by singing. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, because she sings um, from Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Yes. Yeah. When she's she, all, she's singing uh, a few like uh, my favorite things. My few my favorite things. And she can't even get the words right. It cracks me up. <laughs> and she's all la 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 yeah. la 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 la. And something with mittens. <laughs> yes. And they're just staring at her. And yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. And, and then, then she, she says, I helped. Yeah. See, I, I, I tend to say that. that just like Phoebe does. <laughs> um, something I wanted to point out. Did you notice they never say what the coffee shop is called? Like they don't say the words. No, they don't. They call it the coffee house. Yes, they do. Not, like I'm, I tend to say the coffee shop. They call it a coffee house. The coffee house. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Huh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Something else. And now I can't find my note on it, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct in this. Oh, here it is. Monica in uh, Monica Rachel's apartment. Uh-huh. Apartment number five. Yes. And I, this is the part I'm not 100% sure on, but I'm pretty sure that the guys across the hall, Joey and Chandler, there's a number four. Uh huh. But is. I do know that in this episode, Monica's apartment is number five. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're four. The boys yeah, is four. And they're four. That uh-huh. changes in the future because there's even yeah. an episode where they specifically name the apartment. Yeah, it's 19 and 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at some point, it changes to apartment 20. But right now, Monica's number five. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Another little uh, discrepancy there. Yeah, I wonder because they're not on the first floor. Would apartment four and five likely be on the first floor of a New York apartment? Yeah, I would think so. Because, I mean, you clearly, I mean, because it still has a staircase. I mean, you can still see that it goes down and up the stairs. If anyone's even on the ground floor. Oh, that's true. We have like your mailbox and this and that. I don't know. I've never lived in New York. I haven't either. Any of you New Yorkers that may be listening. I know, Whitney, you've always loved New York. I always have like my Nana actually for uh, uh, after I graduated high school, she took me to New York and we spent a week there and I absolutely loved it. I remember when you went. Yes, it was it was my she asked me anywhere that I wanted to go and I said New York City. I wanted to go so bad. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And you call her Nana too? Yeah, Nana. Just like in France. Yeah, exactly. She's always been Nana. She was Nana before uh, Friends came out. <laughs> <laughs> so you did not copy. No, story. I didn't start calling her <laughs> Nana at 14. <laughs> <laughs> From now on, you have no You're name. Nana. <laughs> yeah, that's a future no, episode. She was too. Nana. She's always been Nana. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before we head on out? Uh, yeah, I wanted no, to point out they never the, say, they never call it Central Perk. And the apartment number. And yeah. the apartment number is different. No, I ended my notes with just, in general, the episode did a really nice job of establishing characters and relationships. 
Yeah. Um, as far as like a pilot episode goes, I think it's pretty solid. I think most people who are fans of the show all say that about the first episode. Yeah. That it was. I mean, kind of like, I mean, even just like what you said, it may not have like a standout moment that you just absolutely love or think is hilarious, but just as an episode, I mean, it's still, uh, it kind of like it, it lets you into these people, people's worlds and Mm -hmm. um, let you know, like, okay. So obviously like Ross and Monica are brother and sister you know, they went to high school with Rachel, like the boys live across the hall from them. Phoebe is a really close friend, you know, like you get these relationships and you get these, um, the sense of, uh, like friendship between all of them. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yes. What I wanted to point out, Rachel's honeymoon was for Aruba. Aruba. Yes. Do you remember all the talk about Aruba? Even though we were a lot younger back then, Aruba, what that was like a hot destination. Like Aruba was so desirable. It's like, oh, going to Hawaii. Oh, uh, Aruba. Aruba's in old classic songs, you know, the beach. Kokomo. Aruba. Aruba. Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. Ooh, I want to take you. Yes. I can't think. Um, <laughs> but uh, everybody knew Aruba. Yes. Like Aruba is freaking awesome. Do you remember what changed that? Like nobody talks about Aruba after this one incident. Do you remember mm-hmm. what happened? No. I want to say it was very early 2000s. Maybe 1999, 2000, 2000. Friends was still in the air. Uh-huh. And I think I was still a junior in college. So okay. it's early 2000s you remember do you remember the name natalie holloway yes she disappeared so i don't know what year that was but natalie holloway was there was she there on spring break was she there like it was, it was spring break yes yeah, so it, it was a spring break trip and i'm actually going to google that right now and yeah while well, you look that up um in case you don't know natalie holloway was a very young girl she was either I want to say she was in high school and she went on this trip with a bunch of friends. I believe it was high school. Aruba. And she went missing. Okay. She, she went missing. It would, it would have been spring break. It would have been like a, probably at the end of the school year, maybe. It's probably it was like a, a senior trip for her and her friends. Yeah, which was it was a lot of May 30th did. of 2005. Yeah. So it's early 2000 or mid 2000s, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So she goes missing. They never find her. And the prime suspect is the son of like this well-to-do, well-known, powerful judge in Aruba. And pretty much they're like, oh, she went missing. Sorry for you. We got no leads. And oh, well. It went for a long time. Huge investigation. Yes. And did the guy finally confess to murdering her? He did end up going to jail. On on here, it says killer, and then it says his name. But he went to jail for killing somebody else. Uh, Oh. In a different country, I believe. But that dragged on for years. And after that, you never heard talk about going to Aruba. Uh Uh-uh. For vacations or honeymoons or trips or anything like that. No, that's insane. I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. So Rachel was going to 
a very desirable. It, it was it was in 1994, so at that point, it was still a very much hot spot. Yep. yep. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So when Aruba was like, "Man, I haven't heard that in a long time." And yeah. What? Everybody stopped going after Natalie Holloway went missing. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. That's sad too. I know she was so young. Yeah, um, eighteen so we, years old. Yeah, yeah. So we don't end on such a bummer. <laughs> yes. Did you notice the CD tower next to um, the desk? Like, who has a CD tower anymore? Monica who has, has CDs a, anymore? She has a CD player, and she has a CD tower right by it. And what's next to it is a desk. Yes. And this desk is in front of the window. That desk disappears in the future, I think. Right. Or at least it's it changes because this I think it's like a brown one. It stands out a lot. I was like, I don't recall oh, the desk. Question. Ever. This episode, we didn't see the boys' apartment either, did we? I don't think so. I we saw I don't Ross's think we do apartment. either. You're right. It's just Ross's apartment. Yeah. And I noticed that he had his a speed racer poster on his <laughs> wall, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And the coffee house in Monica's apartment. What I did notice in the coffee house is they always have a painting in the background behind the main couch where they all sit. Right. And the main couch in this episode is already all ragged and tattered. It already looks old Uh, in this episode. Yeah. Um, But in the very back, there's a painting and it's a big giant square and it has like what looks like the shape of people. They're not stick people, but they're not drawn. It's just like the like an outline of like a person, like an outline of chalk, like a person in chalk. It's like that, but they're holding hands and they're like running around in a circle. And it remind and one of them's in neon. And that's <laughs> like the main painting in the back. And it reminded me of those t-shirts. Remember those t-shirts that I'm going to do a horrible job describing these, but a ton of people wore them. Do you remember Nikki? Nikki had several of these shirts. A bunch of people had these shirts and it looked like the outline of people, but they were all different colors. They didn't have anything on their face. Right. And they were like, whimsical is not the right word either, but it looked like somebody drew it. Anyway, those shirts were real popular. It was before, um, before Yada and Massimo and, (laughs) those t-shirts were in there are a lot of t-shirts that were in back then t-shirts uh, yeah in. t-shirts were in big t-shirts that were too big for you yes and t-shirts under your dresses yes t-shirts were in t-shirts all around t-shirts and t-shirts with your potato sack pants and suspenders oh my gosh monica <laughs> like yeah i can't imagine a wardrobe person putting her in that said, Hey, you look great. Go <laughs> get on set. <laughs> like, I mean, even in 1994, right? Yeah. You look horrible like, even back then. You look great. Go. <laughs> like, just go. Go do your thing. Make get it work. On set. <laughs> Maybe they ran out of time. Dude, I don't think this pilot's going to get picked up. Just put these on. Hurry up. Go. You're already yeah, late. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. But yeah, that's just, uh, I'm just glad that they're like, 
choices and wardrobe got a lot better. But you know what? Now that we're talking about those terrible pants again, yes, Monica in future episodes, Phoebe, Phoebe's in her own her own world. Well, she just has her own style, basically. Yes. Yeah, she's like in her own world. Monica yes. always wears weird stuff. If you pay attention, moving forward. No, I, I'm looking forward and like, it's not like, exactly like color I mean, she, combinations. It's like, okay, we know that Rachel is the fashion, the stylish, aspect, one. The stylish yes. one, but you don't have to go out of your way to make, make it clear that Monica is not. Well, I mean, cause she could have, I mean, she could have her own sense of style without looking like I a just look complete normal. mess. What's wrong with your human clothes yeah exactly I caught that you caught that right you see what I did yes I did I quoted it but I changed it yeah you did (laughs) (laughs) we do that all the time like we know the show so well when I say we I mean me my husband and Whitney and Peggy shout out hope she's listening um (laughs) hi Peggy we, (laughs) we know the show so well that just the way you say it the tone, the pace, the timbre. Yes. And you can change the words, and we totally get that it's you're quoting friends, even though you're not quoting it. You're not directly quote, quoting You're not it. using the exact words, but everything right. else is the same. It's not verbatim, but exactly. you know. You know. You know, you know, we know, we know, we know. Yes. <laughs> that, one's, uh, that one's funny. Okay, um, I've got questions to leave off with that okay. we can answer in the next episode. Cliffhanger. Let's do it. All right, so where did they go? <laughs> okay, here they are. Question. Wait, where are my notes? Okay. So these are going to be the questions that we will answer at the beginning of our next podcast that will cover episode two. Oh, hey, well, I pull this up. Whitney, do you happen to know the name of this particular episode? I know. I just want to see if you know. I thought it was just called Pilot. Uh, no, it's called The One Where Monica Gets a Roommate. Oh, really? That's what the yeah. pilot episode is called? Mm-hmm. But then in parentheses, it says um, The One Where It All Began. Oh, okay. Well, that would make sense. Oh, I mean, whenever I, I just... Okay. It's called The One Where It All Began, and then in parentheses, Monica Gets a Roommate. I well... That's what happens. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, that's the title of this one. Interesting. I don't think I ever knew that. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, and I, oh, we did not do this. How I talked about the box set that Hector gave me for Christmas. That's how I knew yes. he was in love with me because he spent so much money on it. <laughs> and we would watch it together. And that's how he got hooked. Um, it came with a book that talks about every single episode. So I will bring that book next time and we'll read the, the very brief summary of the episode of what's going down. And then we'll dive in. Yeah. And then we'll dive in. So sounds here, great. Here are our questions. 
for episode two. Name the unsightly man who lived across the way from Monica and Rachel's balcony. So I'll give you a clue. Not across the way Chandler and Joey. No, across from the balcony. So he lives in a different building. Yes. What does he go by? Who is this man? (laughs) (laughs) So the first mention of this man is in the next episode. Awesome. I know, right? I didn't realize how early this person shows up. Very early introduced. Okay. Yeah. So I do like it. I do think it's a hilarious ongoing neighbor. Oh, through several seasons. Uh And then how this is a little tougher. So you might need to go watch episode two before you try to answer this because I doubt anybody knows this off the top of their head. Try me. It will be answered in episode two. All right. I'm going to put you to the test. Right. How much did Rachel's parents spend on her? It doesn't specifically state this, but they're talking about her wedding. How much did they spend on her wedding? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't know that. That's on my head. Dang. Mm-hmm. All right. Something to pay attention to in the next episode. So those are our questions that we will answer at the beginning of the next episode. Anything you want to say, Whitney, or you just want to say bye before I close this out? Yeah, I just want to say that this has been great. I look forward to next week and yeah, it's been fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, yeah. So thank you, Whitney, for joining us. Thank you, you, for joining us and listening. Stay tuned for next episode. If you liked this episode, rate it, review it, give it five stars, leave an awesome comment, and share it with other people who love friends. Share it with your friends. Good job.